This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Assalamu alaikum, hello, Allah, and welcome to Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. The summer holidays are just about upon us, which begs the question: What to do with the kids in the two months that they're off school? Suzanne Rodericks, head of the Early Years Program at Dubai Scholars, will be with us in just a moment to talk how a teacher would plan a child's vacation and we're going to be looking at all age groups from nursery to secondary school. Are you ready? Are you one of those parents who's going to make their kids revise schoolwork in the holidays? <laughs> or have you got other plans? We would love to hear from you, be part of the conversation and message us with your suggestions and questions. Text in 4215 or get us at Pulse95 Radio on Instagram. It is Life Beats on Pulse95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. This is definitely one of the times of year that parents dread the most because kids have got two months off school in the summer and uh, of course with the UAE heat it makes it hard to keep them busy and active and away from screens. Should you be sending them off to camps? Should they be revising schoolwork to stop the summer brain drain? Should we be doing nothing at all with them and just let them get bored? to get us parents sorted and uh, I'm so pleased to be welcoming to the studio today Suzanne Roderick. She is Head of Early Years at Dubai Scholars. Hello and welcome. Hi Sally, welcome. Thanks. So great to have you Suzanne. Um, you know, you are not only a teacher but uh, you're also a parent. Yes. Uh, you have an 18-year-old yourself. Yes. Uh, what's great about this is we're going to kind of cover everything from early years, which is your yes. specialization, all the way into secondary school because the needs of kids are quite different at different ages. Uh, but are you seeing this right now? You know, parents are about to head off into the abyss that is the summer 100%. holidays and freaking out 100 percent. it's really very funny because just yesterday we were shooting an end of year video in school and we're there with funky hairdos and funky eyeglasses and the parents are all hanging around outside that little fence that covers up foundation stage and lower primary looking really very very worried and all of us just had this nasty little laugh that we have in our heads <laughs> as teachers but we do recognize that that's something that parents do need to work on. We understand their fears. We understand mm. where they're coming from. And as a school, along with our sister school, uh, which is in Sharjah, actually, we do do a lot of planning uh, for those parents who want it. We keep it open. Because there are parents who, uh, like me, would love some guidance on what would be the best way to spend the summer. You've got eight weeks. What are you going to do with it? Uh, you don't want them to be in front of screens all the time. Uh, then again, it's hard for them to get outside as Absolutely. they would be maybe back in Australia or elsewhere uh, where you can just let them go yes. and play till sunset, you know, outside and explore and do that. That's a bit difficult here, yes. obviously. Uh, so what would be, from your perspective, how would you uh, plan the summer holidays as, as a teacher and as a mom? as well because right. we've got to keep it realistic don't we? Han, absolutely Sally because it's got to be doable it's got to be feasible but at the same time uh, I'm going to advise mums more than dads over here but mums to just chill one 
don't get so stressed about it it's far easier than you would imagine and uh, ignore the mess my two principles ignore the mess so if they're going to get into cooking if they're going to get into painting if they're going to get into sand play and the water play you know what let the mess be and let the clean up be part of that entire um, aspect of learning learning life skills so Two, two little bits of advice for moms. You, I think that is great advice. We're going to kind of um, get into more of what you mean by, you know, uh, messy kind of yes. learning and fun. Because yes. I think that's important. I yes. think uh, we've forgotten even as adults even how to have fun, haven't we? Absolutely. So we need to be getting in there with the kids. Yes. And having a bit of fun. Yes. Letting go. Let your hair down. Be a kid. Get on the floor is what we tell our parents. Don't be so stuck up and try and make your kids do things you would do. Let your hair down. Um, um, do fun things with your kids. Stick stick straws everywhere if you have to. Splash paint. I find that the kitchen and the bathroom actually are the two best places for mums and children to connect because it's got water. They've got food. They've got soap. You could make bubbles. You you could be an adult learning about bubbles. You could be a little kid learning to wring out a handkerchief, which is soaking wet. He's got soaking wet, but it's fun. Yeah. And you're getting fine motor in there. You're getting math in there. You're getting language in there. So for all our mums and dads out there worried about, you know, their kids losing skills, it's so easy to build them up in the summer. It's so easy to keep them going in the summer. Mm-mm. Just use your home. Absolutely. So let's kind of start with the younger ones. We're looking at early years, um, you know, those who might be still in a reception, nursery, uh, whatever it is, and those early years of primary school. So what's kind of the most important thing for them when we're thinking about summer holidays and and how to plan that? Well, number one, if you see your child rolling around on the sofa, rolling around on the floor, one is a little bit of everything that you said earlier. Do we actually do something or do we not do anything at all? I would say a certain portion of the day, don't do anything at all. Let them roll if they want to roll. It's absolutely fine. Keep them safe. Mm. Of course, that's very, very important. At other times, you're going to find the rolling around coupled with, I'm bored, <laughs> mom, what am I doing? The two words that every uh, yeah, parent dreads, yeah, yeah. I'm it is, bored. It's called the boredom box. Yes. So you could have a boredom jar, you could have a boredom box, you want to call it beat the boredom blues, name it what you want. Pop in things over there, uh, little slips which tell kids either pictorially if they're very, very little and they can't read yet. So little pictures of what they could be doing and you could couple your pictures or you could you could have a variety of activities in there. You could have daily household chores, you could have fun things to do indoors, you could have some fun things to do outdoors because the evenings are still there where we can go out for a couple of hours. Mm. They pick out a couple of chores, let them have a choice. It's very, very important um, for kids as little as two and three to own what they want to do. It's not about mum telling you what to do or dad telling you what to do. We, like teachers, we facilitate what the kids need to do. So give them a choice of a variety of activities. And um, one more thing with your boredom box or your boredom jar, whatever you want to call it, really, it's just a funky jar. Decorate it. Let your kid decorate it. Let them pop in ideas along with you so it becomes very democratic. Um, And at the end of it, incentivize it. Uh, And I don't mean bribery. I don't don't mean uh, grandma's rule of thumb, which says you do that and then you'll get this. Right. 
it's not about that it's about completion of a task completing it really well to the best of their ability and move into incentives and this works with all kids right from 2 to 18 yeah. i know that for yeah. a fact yeah okay so in in terms of incentives what are we talking about here uh you don't want like to be handing out sweets all no. the time certainly not yes. certainly not so little things like stickers little extra time uh, before going to bed mm. um i used to have a sticker book with my son and he loved it maybe the days of stickers aren't there anymore but you could have tokens we i move. feel like now you know parents have moved into giving their kids screen time as incentive yes. uh Well, is that a thing or your views on screen time and and spending time online we do have certain views on screen time and we must understand that screen time has increased everywhere yeah. including schools yeah so what's going to happen is that once again everybody talks about the damage you know with excessive screen time mm. i would say keep screen screen time down to between 30 minutes or 60 minutes a day mm. now if you're going to plan a movie night with your kids that's screen time too yeah so Another thing this leads us to another thing that parents could be doing which is scheduling. If you know that you're going to have a movie night or you know that your child's going to have 10 times of game time on his on his device whatever his device is or watch his favorite program schedule that into your entire day so you don't go over your 30 minutes or a little more minutes over that. Mm-hmm, schedule mm-hmm. it. Okay, cool. Amazing. We are going to continue the conversation next on Life Beats uh, where we're going to be talking summer camps. Yes. This is something uh, we're bombarded now with yes. ads for summer camps, the pros, the cons. We're going to be yes. talking about that next. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. Great conversation right here with Suzanne Rodericks, uh, head of early years program at Dubai Scholars. We're talking what to do with the kids in the summer holidays, and uh, we've got a, a poll going on Instagram at the moment. Uh, a few of you have commented on it. Uh, we're asking you, what are you going to do with the kids? A summer camps. B do nothing. Boredom is good for them. <laughs> C travel, and D revise schoolwork. Because we don't want that summer brain drain happening. <laughs> I know. <laughs> And if you could see my face, you know. you're just cringing on you. Yes, 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 absolutely. You wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. I do not. I'm not the type of person, and I don't think any of my teachers or my school uh, schools actually are the type of schools that would say we're going to give you so many sheets of homework and we're going to expect it back and you'll be graded on it and it you're, feels you're like have torture, right? It is. Yeah. Summer is downtown. Downtime. Very, very important. Yes. Downtime for families. Downtime for kids. Downtime for teachers. Very, very necessary. You get to connect with so many other aspects where you never had time, which you didn't have time to do during the year. Mm. Uh, free time. Uh, my my friend outside. You know, Susan. We were just talking about it. Free time is actually time for creative thinking. It's time for imagination, and for anybody who understands that innovation is the way to go later on in life. Well, these are the little baby steps that we take towards that. So I'm not the believer of uh, homework during school during summertime. But can parents get into what you called Sally a little while ago, active learning? Mm. Yes, they can. Yeah, and it is easier than we think. And Another thing is parents need to understand that just because they don't have the resources available in school which is where they come from you know the mindset 
which tells them that they're not going to learn anymore their kids are going to lose out you've got myriad range of resources in your home and in your backyards if you do have backyards yeah. that you could tap into yeah i mean you were talking about the kitchen absolutely. you were talking about the bathroom absolutely. get in there get messy absolutely. and have yes. fun yes. uh but you know we hear about the brain drain that yes. was something that, that we mentioned yes. there the summer brain drain what is that for parents who have maybe never heard that term oh, yeah. uh but this is something that is very much part of research yes so it is. what is it yes actually it's called the learning loss the technical word is learning loss um in schools we call it the summer dip mm. and uh, it actually is uh, it does exist there's enough of research out there i was reading up about it a couple of years ago because we were experiencing a lot of parents coming to us and asking us about it the john hopkins university institute you've got the 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 massachusetts university there yeah. are so many universities out there that have done um research on it and they say that children could actually have a learning loss of around a month which means that when they come back to school they are already one month behind um what should have been if they didn't have the summer holiday because they've forgotten like a month's worth yes. worth of yes. The, yes. the school work yes. right it's, it's got to be pumped up a little bit it's got to be revised a little bit and if we understand it there's there's also enough of research out there to say that it's selective about skills and it's selective even against age grades so you have the lower end of the school having less of a summer loss but you have the higher end of the school probably experiencing more of a summer loss mm. and it's got to do with how much of content driven the program is rather than skill driven mm. and another aspect math skills seem to have more of a summer dip than english or reading and that's because we would pick up books during our summer holidays and keep reading whereas we don't pick up a paper and pencil and do math no exactly yeah <laughs> so it is it does exist but with maths i mean that's something like you said you could work into active absolutely. learning right absolutely going to the supermarket absolutely so there's so many things right from the little ones right up to your teenager um for example you you've got to set up a play date yes and you're calling friends over to make popcorn or you're calling friends over to make pizza with you how do you budget for that how do you count the number of people in if you're a little child and uh, how do you do your financials for it if you're an older child mm. how do you do comparison shopping it's actually called comparison shopping and it's part of financial literacy so in little baby steps where even delving into financial literacy which seems such a big thing but it's it's actually common sense yes getting kids to plan using quantitative thinking um your ingredients weighing it measuring it cooking time timing it measuring it in terms of time uh cuz it's science it's, i mean it's science when it's when you math. go into a kitchen you know most of it is actually science absolutely. you got to know what you're doing absolutely and when you know the foundations yes. that just sets you up for a whole lot yes, of other stuff yes. and then you can get creative and then you can break the rules so and true. do whatever you want absolutely and it's super fun absolutely now you know why the kitchen's the best place yes. to learn it is <laughs> i love it it's interesting because i have two two girls you know one is very studious uh you know she hits the books and and she's that's her thing yep. the other one not at all <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's still you know she cannot sit still and focus you know yeah. on school work for extended period but she loves to get into the kitchen right. she loves cooking right you know that's that's her thing she loves to get messy she loves to get active so you know different things for 
for different kids work. Uh, summer camps. Let's talk mm-hmm. about summer mm-hmm. camps now. Uh, there's so many different summer camps out there. A, a lot of parents talk about how expensive summer camps can be. Yes, they can. Yeah. So your your thoughts on summer camps? Well, it's hard to say whether it's going to be a right decision or a wrong decision. Mm. Because I think what drives summer camps forward really would be families. Now, if you're a family that where you have both parents having to work during summer and they're out of the house for a maximum amount of time and we have to understand that that is a reality in the cities where we live Yes. and you also have to factor in travel time as being the time away from your kids Sharjah to Dubai Dubai to Sharjah I mean I run that every day I understand how how far distances are and yes the you're a Sharjanian yes. yes and not all families do have help at home throughout the day yeah, it's difficult. or for a large part of the day. Mm. In those situations, yes, parents would opt for summer camps mm. and parents do their best to give their kids the best summer camps and uh, you know, opt for summer camps where they have a variety of activities, not just one type of activity. But then again, I would say that if you are a mum at home and or a dad at home, I mean, or you have time off with your kids, you could pretty much do a lot of stuff even at home. We're going to come back to that in just a moment. I'm loving this conversation. So many fantastic ideas from Suzanne Rodericks uh, uh, on how to make the most of the summer holidays with your kids. We're going to come back uh, and see how we can take advantage of summer camps, but also do stuff at home and travel. This is a a really interesting one. A lot of you on our poll said travel. Get onto Instagram. Be part of the poll. Tell us what you're going to do. We would love your suggestions as well. 4215 on the text lines uh, and you can get us at Pulse95 more to come after this This is Pulse95 You're listening to the Life Beats podcast Life Beats Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse95 We're talking what to do with the kids this summer with Suzanne Rodericks and uh, you know it doesn't matter how old your child is whether they are uh, still little you know from two three years old uh, we've been talking about that or they're much older there's a lot that you can do uh, and you don't just have to send them to summer camps to get them excited right. to get them involved uh, but however you know I, I think you know from my perspective as a parent kind of having seen summer camps and send my kids to them um, what I think is in terms of summer camps they can be really expensive but they yes. can also specialise yes. in some great areas if you have older kids who are maybe interested in art or photography yes. or theatre or you know things like that where they can get a, a great experience Yes, absolutely right Sally this is the time where kids can pick up those skills and actually hone them um, not everybody goes to a school which is able to, uh, to allow, or which allows individual training in football for example yes. Or individual coaching for swimming but if you can get out there and get to a camp that is specialized do that with the older child why not um, join clubs you have local clubs in Sharjah which specialize in sport uh, for example rugby or uh, swimming or football and yes the kids still go out and kick a ball in this summer and they don't seem to mind it so why not you, if your child's old enough to travel there and travel back it's a great skill for him and it's a great outlet for him to uh, and her to burn up excessive energies 
on that note, um, I was doing a little bit of research once again as, uh, you know, uh, collaborating with our other sister school and myself as a mum too. But there are some summer camps out here in Sharjah and in Dubai that not only are asking your child to join, but perhaps he could, he or she could even intern with them. Yes. Which means that they're not earning anything because they're interns, but there are camps calling for teenagers uh, to help them, to help them with little kids. They can be like team leaders. Yes, they which are. Is, is great for, it, for yes. in terms of like uh, leadership yes. skills that yes. you can get. Yes, get out there, become a, a leader, learn those skills, social responsibility, working with children with art or music or dance. Choose those camps which um, uh, which help you with your passion, exactly. which help you with your interest, which yeah. you might not ordinarily have time to do. And th- that's a great thing that you can add later on to your CV. Oh, yes. You know, if you are uh, somebody who is a, a young adult, maybe, yes. um, and helping out with those kind of things, that, yes. that shows great leadership yes, and teamwork does. as well. Yes, it does. Mm. And um, on that note, if you're talking about internship and getting your CV ready, well, a lot of it can happen, you know, little things like if you're involved in pets for example or you love plants for example you can do plant sitting pet sitting baby sitting because this is the thing (laughs) off air just now and uh, i want to get to this uh topic travel because yes. we've got we've got our poll that's been going yes. uh, on Instagram at Pulse 95 Radio if you haven't voted yet get on there uh, and we'll talk a bit more about the results but uh, so in the options nobody chose revise schoolwork thankfully uh, but that's good <laughs> we've got summer camps uh, doing nothing travel as the other options travel was the top one yes so you know a lot of us are traveling as families yes. with our kids um, which is fantastic but if you can't do that in terms of traveling, allowing your kids to travel alone, what age would you say, uh, Suzanne, is a good age to let your kids travel alone? A lot of that's going to depend on how independent you feel your child is, on the kind of faith and trust you have in your child and the decisions that your child is making yeah. uh, in terms of his life. But I do know that we send our kids out on short short trips that's weekend trips right from grade six or year five and they start building up those skills so that by the time they're 14 and 15 your children are actually ready to go out and and join little groups and work with little groups i do know of 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 certain sites like um responsible holidays and it's called work abroad holidays and it's called um volunteer Dot com and you know you can just get on the websites and learn about it but these are actually companies you have companies out there that allow young children and families if the whole family wants to join them to go out there and learn to be responsible citizens from building boats in Indonesia to being with the Ridgely Turtles in some fantastic exotic place the Maldives or Seychelles or something like that to actually teaching in Sri Lanka where families allow kids to come to their homes teach their little children skills like English wow or math that's pretty cool yes and you get a free holiday all you have to do is book your ticket that's so your amazing. boarding and lodging is taken care of and uh, you are um, you are learning so many more skills out there um, great for the CVs in fact that is fantastic Super. I love the idea 
Um, but, you know, do you think that that is a, a good idea maybe, you know, for a 16-year-old or, um, you know, to, to spend maybe a week, you know, maybe uh, to do that, you know, something different? Absolutely. Absolutely. There are some uh, some parents who are really happy to let their children go out there and explore the world, fall a little bit fail a little bit yeah. and it's absolutely fine within certain of course you're not going to send them into life threatening situations or places but it's okay if they don't get it right the first time it teaches you so much doesn't it absolutely I don't think there's any great person out there or any great adventurer or explorer or inventor who hasn't failed at least once in his life yeah it's because we're afraid of that word All the failure time. and particularly when it comes to our kids we're just like you know so uh, precious about everything yeah. um, uh, and we worry about every little thing. And I'm definitely, even though I know this, uh, I'm not immu- immune to it yes. as a parent. Yes. Uh, but we do have to let go, don't we? We do. And these are great ways to let go. And if you can have or if you build a, a, a certain relationship with the host family and you know people out there and you, you, you could start with tiny little baby steps like sending them off to a place where you have an acquaintance. You have your own college friends out there who are willing to let out their homes and willing to have your kids come in there and teach them things, uh, teach their kids, like I said. Uh, plant for them to take their dogs for a walk. Yeah, it can be just really simple. You're learning the responsibility aspect of it. Uh, But then you're also getting a holiday out of it and you're getting to explore, get out, see new country, see new people. Uh, Yeah, I just love it. I love that idea. It's fantastic. Um, What age do you think in terms of, you know, traveling as a family? You know, Mm -hmm. when we're talking about uh, traveling with little kids, There's often a debate around this. Okay, so uh, when we were coming back recently from London uh, on the flight, um, there was a baby. She was super cute, but man, she wouldn't stop on this flight. And it was just, it drove me insane. It drove us insane, everybody around us. I could understand as a mom who's been in that situation and has had a two-year-old kicking the seat in front, you know, know, on a flight before. And I just wanted to jump out of the plane because I knew the people in front of us wanted to throw us out of the plane. Uh, (laughs) But like, so uh, do you feel like, um, you know, when they're young, they don't really appreciate travel that much, but maybe at around the age of five what when do kids kind of really start to appreciate travel and and going places and make the most of it in your in your view yeah i think kids at all age appreciate travel they might not remember a lot of it but they appreciate it it's a new experience children very young children love novelty yes so uh, you know whether you have a little child learning to just hold his passport while you're overseeing him all the time uh, popping him up on that little check-in counter and he's looking at the digital weighing scale happening they're going to be absorbing every single experience and there's so much of life learning and other skills and values that are being developed yes of course it's hard with the little ones yes of course they're going to get cranky on a 16 hour flight and they're going to want to stretch their legs Um, a good thing to do and this is a tip once again a good thing because we traveled we traveled uh, with our child from eight months we were just traveling wow yes eight months yes yes a good thing to do was apologize to all your travelers around you saying I'm really really sorry I'm going to try and do my best and is this when you get on the flight yeah yeah and I actually used to have some of the passengers look at me and say um 
I wonder if you're going to be sitting next to us very politely trying to tell me that they didn't want it and I'd smile and I'd apologize bow down I'd say I'm really really sorry if I am and I'm going to try to do my best as a mum and automatically things got better they they wouldn't look at you uh, or you know make you feel uncomfortable they'd probably pitch in actually especially if they were a nice grandma grandpa traveling along with yeah, you yeah so children at all ages love travel how much they remember is what we as parents and teachers allow them to remember so you could have for example sacks made call it your beach bag carry away memory sack or my favorite was those little scrapbooks made out of just any old paper that we would find on our holidays even if it was just sitting at the airport mcdonalds i'd take that we'd take that and we'd stick that into our scrapbook and we'd say french fries eaten now your child might want to write about it your child might want to just smell it you know because he's a baby and he's sensorily orientated so i love that but it was a memory so memories aren't just photographs all the time they could be artifacts that you're picking up from your vacations and you know that's probably an album that you keep for the rest of your life right exactly you'd keep it as a parent yes. the, the kids as they get yes. older they look at yes. it and they yes. remember that it's a great yeah. idea i remember picking up sand and picking up shells uh, you know and the different beaches we went to uh, you pick up shells and sand from the different beaches that you've traveled over so many years mm. or uh, coming home and putting those little shells around a frame and it doesn't matter if that frame isn't complete at the end of your holiday it's a frame that's being made forever which you're going to take back he's prop or she's going to take that with her when she leaves home and you know add to it so collecting shells from all over collecting twigs from all over write down the name of that place the year that you were there things like that can make a holiday memorable for even a little child i love it great ideas from uh, suzanne rodericks we're going to be back in just a moment i'm going to ask you about active homework ah yes <laughs> that's next you want to know what that is this is pulse 95 you're listening to the life beats podcast life beats life beats with sally musa only on pulse 95 95 great uh, conversation with Suzanne Rodericks here on Pulse 95 uh, talking all things summer holidays what to do with the kids um Suzanne I want to get your opinion on this because sometimes um, parents might be thinking about what their kids are going to be doing at university yes. uh where they're going to go study yes. what's going to happen um and uh, Is it a good idea in the holidays for parents to take their kids and maybe visit universities and kind of investigate different options for them? Is that something that they can do with the older kids? We're talking obviously now, you know, those who are in high school uh, going yes. in into senior high school as well. Yes, of course, why not? Uh club it with your travels. Um by now if your child is maybe 14, 15 onwards, there mm. are some families and some children actually who have a very clear idea of what they want to do with their lives and then there are those children on the other hand who are still uh, developing an understanding of who they are but if you're if your child and you're a school that promotes it and you're a child that 
knows what he wants, he or she wants to do with their lives, then taking that family holiday uh, could be a family holiday of exploring universities, of exploring courses, yeah. and understanding where you are and where you need to be, and maybe over a course of time of two years or three years, building up those skills. In fact, there are some schools. Uh, you know, when you have your usual school trips, yes. your overseas school trips, a lot of schools, and I know that this has happened in our sister school in Sharjah, Scholars International Academy, where when they went on their school trip, while they learned a lot about history and life skills, they also were exposed to some of the universities and colleges that maybe the older children might have been looking at. So parents could pick up from there and uh, help their child. Yeah. Yes, why not? I think it's a great idea. Uh, something that I um, saw, this was actually being talked about on Australian television, um, uh, something that uh, was being introduced uh, into the curriculum, but there was a lot of confusion as to how uh, is active homework. Uh. Now, I think the idea behind it is to to get kids out, off the desks, off the yes. screens, uh, and to have them doing activities that are yes. going to get them physically moving. Now, you know, I want to get your thoughts on this. You know, what if you were going to design an active homework curriculum what would that yes. look like um, and is it a good idea why not uh, once again it's about that summer dip it is about children having to build up those skills all over again mm. and nobody nobody not a single child will want a worksheet from school which has the school stamp on it during the summer holidays for sure absolutely I and think they were talking about this as well <laughs> though uh, as something to do during the school year Oh, that would be fantastic. That's, that, that was the idea yes. behind it, yeah. In fact, um, a lot of PBL or project-based learning is now about getting out of your classroom, is now about looking at classrooms without walls where you can just walk through, get out into nature, work with nature, work with animals, uh, work with people and communities out there to learn the same things that you would actually be doing in school. So we have, uh, in our school, what we do is, and we start this off with what we call family homework which happens every two weeks now when we say family homework a lot of parents look at me with these I big know. eyes and I say, just oh, looked no. at you and went what oh no I've got to what do, do you it mean? with my child no 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 family homework is actually a lot of fun uh, we start off with little projects like um data management which means get out into the car park or go to Yas Island or uh, go out into your local supermarket um, and count the number of silver cars, black cars, red cars, come back to school the next day with all those counts and all your pictures having drawn and we put it into a data management sheet. When you said data management, I nearly cried. I was just like, what? Yeah, but it is, isn't it? Yeah, th th exactly. And yes. that's the thing, making yes. that connection between real life yes. situations. Absolutely. Which, which leads into economics, which yes. leads into, you know, at all of these, yes. uh, you know, areas of expertise, which the child will eventually be going exactly. into university or whatever it is and thinking about yes. and specializing yes. in. So instead of just counting the cars on a page, mm. you take them out there. And we need families to support us for these sort of activities so it becomes family homework. The, you know, the, I think there's so much value in, because I'm guilty of this 100%, um, <laughs> you know, parents who uh, are, are, are often very busy with work, yes. have their phones with them, constantly looking at their phones. But there's a lot of value in what exactly what you're talking about, you know, making sure that families are involved with yes. their kids. Yes. A lot of us think, you know, uh, just sending our kids to good schools, that's it, I've paid for it, that's where the learning happens, I can just sit back now. But actually, 
parental involvement is super important, is it not? Absolutely. For us, parents are our partners. We wouldn't be able to do what we were doing if we didn't have parents with us. Mm. And therefore, bringing that back into the whole system of education and focusing on it in a fun way, in a positive way, in a proactive way, really works well for us. And and that's how we've been able to get better year on year, in fact, with our schoolwork and, and the kind of uh, innovations we want to bring into school. Because mm. when we have our parents working with us and they're buying into it as much as we are, our kids are learning. They're Fantastic. learning brilliantly. Yeah. Um, another little thing that we did with children who are exiting Key Stage 1 and going into Key Stage 2 is because then they want to use their devices is scavenger hunts even for parents. So I think one of the most uh, favorite places for all mums and dads during almost every weekend is supermarkets because mm. we've got to you know replenish stocks for the rest yes. of the week and you don't do it on any other day of the week except this, uh, the weekend right. and uh, so we get kids to go out there and do little selfie scavenger hunts uh, and treasure hunts but with their selfies or with their devices and they collect all the information and data that they would be then using in class the next day Things like this are all part of active learning, which can definitely happen during the summer holidays. And it's fun. Treasure hunts out there in the park, which aren't just about go and find, uh, you know, uh, a a stone, but go and find a stone that would weigh more than both of you put together or something like that, (laughs) which is which is more creative, uh, would become really active learning. Amazing. I love it. So many fantastic ideas. Suzanne Rodericks, what an absolute pleasure. Thank you. You've got to come back on the show. (laughs) I feel like we have a lot more that uh, we can talk about as we uh, we talk education here on Life Beats. Thank you so much. Now coming up, can you tell the difference between dry and secondary drowning? Vital information. As we do head into the water to keep your kids safe this summer. That's next here on Life Beats on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.